oh, I could never do it. But, you know, there's these people are improv people are very talented. Yeah. They do things I can never do. Oh, I can't think that fast on my feet. Right. And I watch like whose line is it anyway? Yes. I'm like, how did they not rehearse that? I used to get anxiety watching it because I kept picturing myself having to do it. And then I just had to go, you know what? You're not on stage. You're not. And you never have to get up on stage if you don't want to Mm -hmm. just sit back and watch other people do it and relax. Yeah. Yeah. And now I like it. But yeah, I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then I'm like, wait, nobody's asking you to just (laughs) calm down. I can't do that. But Amy, we're not telling you to, but I can't do it. But we're not asking you to. I know, but I just. I know, but I can't. I get it. friends to the activity continues and we are here recording on it is jan no oh, february can you believe it no. february 3rd 2022 yesterday was 2 i know you know what i noticed that it was going to be that mm-hmm. the day before mm-hmm. and then yesterday I forgot all about it <laughs> never even never even crossed my mind uh, this is our fourth episode, uh, and this week we decided to go with the theme of episodes that take place in the South, so uh, we both did that. Yep. All right. Um, oh, we do have some new Twitter followers. <gasps> One reminded me to post the sketches, and I'm so glad that they did because I totally spaced on it. And those sketches are creepy. They are. Especially the alien one uh-huh. from, I think that was, was that two? Alien in the very back piggyback ride. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I created a Patreon page just because I was having fun goofing around in there. And I haven't released it yet, but it's there. I've got all the tiers set up. It's all ready to go. If anybody's interested, let me know if you think you want to support us that way. Mm-hmm. And we'll put it out there. Oh, the sketches were on our blog. I forgot to put them on social media, but I did put them on the blog on our website. So I have notes to remember to do it everywhere next time. But if you're ever looking for them or for anything else for that matter, go to the blog. It'll be there. All right. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. And then I also uploaded video versions of the show on YouTube. If you'd rather listen to us there, they're not actual like robust videos. It's just like our logo and then the audio it's they're they're automatically made by the host mm-hmm. our host is red circle and then i just can upload them and then in the future and especially if we end up doing a patreon page then we'll do videos of our zooms i'll mm-hmm. put those up okay i've already got one of them edited i just haven't put it up yet so okay. well they take a really long time mm-hmm. and i i do them for my other podcast for volstead land and they take days to make Mm -hmm. and we get like three views so it's not worth it yeah so if people want it we'll do it but i'm not gonna do it if no one's gonna watch them right right and if you do let me know and i won't wear my snuggie to record (laughs) well if we do i want to pull these out too and do these so well (sighs) okay so also we discovered a new podcast this week Mm -hmm. called histories and mysteries did you listen to it 
I did. I oh. actually am just finishing up the Robert Durst episode. Oh, okay. Um, so she finished, they talked about Robert Durst, and now they're talking about the battle of was it Shiloh? Shiloh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're just finishing talking about that. Okay. Yeah. That's I like the one it. I listened yeah. to too. Yep. Yeah, I liked it too. I, I listened to the Robert Durst one because I'm fascinated by him. I have bye been bye. since the jinx. Yeah. <laughs> he's so weird. Was so, so well, weird. He's dead now, but he did dead yeah when he died and it's the paper said he was 78 i was like 78 mm-hmm. well he doesn't look a day over 105 <laughs> i know i mean my I god know. he was being, falling apart at the seams being an evil monster i guess takes its toll i guess yeah he looked rough <laughs> really rough yikes anyway side note his yeah. friend susan berman the one he was convicted of murdering mm-hmm she is the daughter of one of the gangsters that we talk about in what? my other podcast. Yep. Davy the Jew was her dad. Oh my God. That's a terrible nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Get he was, out of he town. was a tough, tough guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't be a gangster if you're a tough guy. Well, some of them are I mean, can't, a little nicer if you're than not others. a tough guy. But he was like ruthless, I guess. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I've seen The Godfather. I know how gangsters right. work. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, check out histories and yeah. mysteries, you guys. Um, they cover the whole trifecta, true crime, history, and paranormal. And I will put a link in the show notes. Okay, so this week Megan will be recapping Scandal in the South, which is season one, episode 10 on Discovery Plus, but it's actually episode eleven on Hulu. And it originally aired uh April twenty-seventh, two thousand twelve. And Amy is recapping Surrounded, which originally aired on June 8th of 2012 on Hulu, season one, episode 17, but it's season one, episode 16 on Discovery Plus. Yeah. I didn't realize until I was typing this up that we both picked ones from season one. Oh, yeah, did we? we? Both oh, we did, yeah. Season yeah. One. <laughs> and season yeah. one's the one that's all goofy with Hulu versus mm-hmm. um discovery so mm-hmm. i think we're gonna be done with season one i think we're gonna just next season one <laughs> get out who goes first this week i don't even remember i think you do let me just double check you go first this week okay um okay so i go first you go first i'm number one okay so this one <laughs> takes place in georgia i thought it was super interesting that I started the show, our show, with the later up with the later season. And then I went back to season one. And it's mm-hmm. super interesting to see how they've both evolved. And I know mm-hmm. I said that before, but it just it really is because Amy is so much choppier. Like she's very just not flowy. She's not fluid. And so I wonder if it's, I mean, I don't know if her abilities have increased and she's just gotten better at communicating, you know, with the dead and then communicating with us, Mm -hmm. or if it was kind of more of a show thing where they wanted her to be choppier or maybe a little bit of both. Hmm. But I just noticed that it was, um, it was a very different dynamic and it wasn't bad. It was just, it was just different. Yeah. Same with Steve. He's much more reserved in the latest episode than in the later episodes. And I think they did a lot more theatrics in the earlier season. Like every other shot was a slow motion of Steve walking into the house or Amy going around the stair or something. And it was probably a different director. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I noticed also like they would do some sound effects. Yes. That like I didn't even really notice them while I was watching, but when I was pulling mm-hmm. the sound clips later, I had you know singled out something I wanted to to pull out as a sound clip, and when I listened to it, you know, and recorded it, listened to it on my headphones, I could hear like <laughs> in the background, <laughs> like little whispery, goofy demon voices yep. or whatever in the background. So yeah, and I didn't I didn't notice that in the later ones. Yeah, it's like at least not in all the ones I've looked at yet. Maybe they're no. there. But- yeah. I, so I just thought it was interesting. So mm-hmm. we are in Castorville, Georgia. So Steve is talking to Cynthia. Cynthia and Ben um, are staying in this house. They've been there about five months and it's their dream house. It's kind of a 
a lease to own or a rent to own type of a thing. And so they've got there with their, they're there with their three boys. Steve asked, um, you know, when did this start? You know, when did you start seeing activity? And she said right away. Um, when they they hear stomps in the bedroom, they hear a woman weeping. Um, they see they see apparitions. They hear things, you know, things go missing from the house. And so the reason she said she called them in was she just wants to make sure that everybody is safe there, mainly her kids. She wants to make sure that her kids are safe. So she'll say, you know, things go missing. For example, her husband, he puts things on his side of the bed. And then in the morning, they'll show up on Cynthia's side of the bed. Hmm. And um, and she was saying her youngest son wanted to play hide and seek with people there. And so he was saying how, oh, there's no one to play hide and seek with. And then all of a sudden he was playing hide and, and seek with these kids and um, they couldn't see these kids. And so they were looking for him. And then the neighbors told them that there, there aren't any kids oh in the God. area. And so then Steve kind of asked, okay, well, is there any history of the house? And here's where the title scandal in the South comes from. We're going to hear a little bit about it right now and then go into it deeper when Steve does his history thing. But the legend of the house is that in the 20s, there was a sheriff who was racist who lived here and he liked to hang um, black men in a tree outside of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's a room that Cynthia just does not want to go in. It used to be her art studio. Even when they were going into it, you could, you know, she just visibly did not want to go into it. She kind of stiffened up and was very uncomfortable. Steve was so sweet. He's like, I'm here. It's okay. I'll go in. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen to you. I'm right here. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I can see you're upset. I'll go in. And I'm like, oh, Steve, (laughs) I love you. So she said she worked there about two weeks and she said, and then all of a sudden her heart would start racing. Her face would get flushed. She couldn't breathe and she just had to get out. And she said she could, she felt like something was over her shoulder telling her to get out of there saying, this is my space. You need to go somewhere else. And that there's something right over my shoulder, just saying, get out of here. You're in my way. You're in my space. This is mine. And you need to go somewhere else. And then they go to the staircase, not the show with um, Michael Peterson. My favorite, not a murder. Yeah. Team Howell. <laughs> uh, she said everybody who is on the staircase or is around the staircase says they feel like there's somebody there with you. She said the hair on your arms will stand up. And she said it feels like a woman, like it has feminine energy. And she said you feel sad. The energy is very sad feeling. And so it kind of affects you. And then they go into the bedroom and Cynthia says, there's a large figure that appears in her bedroom. And Steve asks, well, does it appear when you're awake or does it wake you up? And she said, no, it wakes you up. And then she gets this so creepy. She said, if she's asleep and she has skin exposed, she said the thing will, the entity will touch her. And she oh, said, if it's like an ice cold touch on her skin. Or she said she gets pet by him. And I'm, no, thank you. No, that's a hard listen. Again, consent people, even if you're a ghost. Listen, if ghosts are listening, consent. Okay. Consent is put that on a pillow or like a craft project or something. Yeah. So then we go to Steve and Ben. They're not in a garage, but they are outside. So <laughs> okay. And so Ben said when he first when they first moved in, he fell asleep on the sofa and he said he woke up in the middle of the night. There was a large six foot guy standing over him and he said it gave him the chills and he totally got creeped out by it, which, yeah. 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 Same. And he said, Ben said that he's worried that if Cynthia is getting touched, it's going to sh- to roll over to the kids and it's going to, you know, start doing things to the kids, which totally. Mm-hmm. This is so neat. And this is going to come back in the reveal. But Ben said he had a dream that he was talking to the guy. The, the large six foot guy, he said he dreamt he was sitting down with him having coffee. And he said the the guy told him that the house that they're in right now is not the original house. Oh, yeah. So he said, Ben said he used to do a lot of landscaping and he worked in a lot of cemeteries. And so he kind of, you know, got a feel for the ground or how the ground is supposed to feel. Uh-huh. And he said the, the house, uh, the ground at the house feels hollow. It feels like there's nothing there. Oh, weird. That's super Um, weird. Yeah. So then we, um, I'm not quite sure 
they didn't really go into detail on this, but they were, they, he said their meeting with Cynthia's former tenant. So I don't know if when they, you know, did a rent to own, if they were leasing it out, if they were living with this guy and he was maybe subletting a room, they didn't go into detail. They just called him Cynthia's former tenant. Okay. And I think his name was Julian. They didn't do a, a name flash across the screen, but he said his after his first time being at the house all day by himself, he heard a really loud thud and he looked around and he he couldn't find anything. He couldn't find where it came from, couldn't find what caused it. Steve asked, was this, you know, did you hear it again when you were looking for? It? And he said, nope, you just heard it uh, one time. But he said he felt really frightened. Um, by the house and he said he felt like there was someone watching him who didn't want him to be there um, and he left and he said um, he and Steve goes well do you think it's safe for the family for the kids and he said no I don't think it's safe for the little boys to be there um, he said it, he doesn't know what it is but it's definitely something and he said he did his best to come up with a logical explanation for what could have caused mm-hmm. the thud and he just said there wasn't there wasn't any as far as he can could um, can you know discern So Uh then Steve's like, I'm going to do my own research. So he goes to the courthouse and he, you know, combed through the articles and we did not get a Rocky montage, which I was a little sad about. Oh, I know. Oh, well. Um, But he did find there was a chief of police that lived there in the 20s and he was fatally shot and his name was J.B. Jenkins. And so Steve assumes like, oh, he was killed on the job. So then he's, you know, he thought to himself, self, um, the people who are going to know about this are going to be the law enforcement because he was the in law enforcement. So mm-hmm. he goes to Chief Culpepper. Um, and so we found out that JB was actually Joseph Benjamin Jenkins. Um, he was the chief of police for 12 years and he was murdered outside of his residence, even though I typed resume. Um, no, it was residence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the thing that happened and here's where we're starting to get into the scandal is he went outside to deal with two black males. And remember, this is 1930 in the South. Okay. So we're dealing with two black males sitting in a car. Um, they're parked um, and it turns out to be a stolen car. And so John Willie Clark was in the driver's seat. He was with his brother. We don't ever get his brother's name. So John Willie Clark had escaped from a work camp and he was sitting outside the chief's home drinking. He tried to leave. The details are a little sketchy. Jenkins pulled him out of the car. Jenkins had a gun. He was at his house. He had a gun. They both reached for the gun, the gun, the gun. A fight ensued and then a round went off accidentally either accidentally or on purpose accidentally we don't know um and it went into the chief's eye and his brain killing him instantly so then yeah so white man black white man killed by a black man probably is not going to go over well and it doesn't so willie john Mm -hmm. willie ran um there was a manhunt for him they put up a thousand dollar reward which again this is 1930 in the depression Mm -hmm. so that's a lot of money Mm -hmm. So they found him and they shot him in the leg. They, he was given medical attention and then he was given treatment and then he went to jail. 40 to 50 people went to the jail wearing masks is what yeah. the historian said. I'm going to assume they were um, masks of a certain color. Right. Um, in a vaguely triangular shape at the top. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they opened his cell. They told him to come with them. They bound him. And the next morning he was found hanged Ugh. and I sent you a picture. I don't know if you want to put that. It's yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll post yeah. that. So I sent you a picture of that. Yep. And, and Steve is like, you know what? Something doesn't add up. Why are, you know, these two black men drinking, um, you know, it, during prohibition, they're sitting outside the chief of police's house drinking. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So he went to meet another historian, um, and they met in a cemetery and they met at the gravesite of J.B. Jenkins. And so mm-hmm. this is when Steve is like, yeah, you know what? Something doesn't add up, historian. And, uh, you know, it's 1930s. It's the prohibition. It's a stolen car. It's the chief of police. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So here's the gossip. Get ready, guys, because we're spilling the tea. Get your, oh. get your napkin out. The gossip <laughs> was that. Clark's wife was employed by the family and she was working in the house. 
And the chief had been making advances to his wife, had been touching her inappropriately, Uh, had been basically exuding his white power over her, given, again, that it was the 30s. He was mm -hmm. white. She was black. He was the employer. She was the Mm -hmm. employee. Mm -hmm. You see where I'm going with this? Yep. yep, So it's really common, um, a common story and common belief. At least this is what they said. Um, on the TV show, so it's probably true because it's on the television, that amongst the African-American community that Clark was justified in going there and justified in defending his wife's honor. Um, you know, I really, I agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. this it's just disgusting if that's what was going on. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. yeah. So Steve is like, okay, well, maybe he broke out of jail. He was sitting in front of his house drinking, building up the courage to go and confront the man who was assaulting his wife, basically. Mm -hmm. And so then Steve said, well, how would it have looked for a white police chief to be coming on to a black woman? And Mm -hmm. the historian was like, oh, it would have been scandalous. Like, yes, yes, it probably would have. Yep. Mm -hmm. Look at that. So then we see Amy and we see her in a car before she gets to the property. And she says she talks about going into a meditative state. She said she calls it opening up because she opens herself up Mm -hmm. to receive information from the dead. And you and I have talked about this. Like she starts it a couple of days beforehand. And she said, there's Mm -hmm. a big guy, maybe six feet or taller, and he's standing by two graves. And here's where I'm when I mentioned earlier that she's very choppy because in the later episodes, she's more like speaking in full sentences. Like I'm seeing a man and he's telling me that he's upset and I'm seeing a woman and she's telling me this and here's just like bits and pieces. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's very discombobulated. I think she kind of like just says stuff as she feels it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like she like, or, and sometimes she'll say like a sentence that mm-hmm. it seems like out of place. And Matt will be like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes that's just because that's what she heard. Mm-hmm. And so she just repeats it Yeah, or they're talking through her, but. I don't think she's jumped all the time, I think. Yeah, and I'm wondering, again, if maybe that was, you know, her abilities got stronger and gave her the wherewithal to be able to, you know, take the message that she's getting and then give it to us coherently. Yeah, yeah. But again, I don't know. It probably Um, is. She's probably just, I mean, she's been doing it for however many years now. It's freaking amazing. Amy Allen, I love you. Um, so she said the dead are upset and she said she's seen young people, she's seen children, and she said they're running and hiding, running and hiding, running and hiding. Um, she said they're afraid that something is going to happen to them. They're afraid they're going to get hurt. But you don't know by what? No. So she says there's a person stealing things and, and the person is still in the house. And then she said she sees running children again. And she said they're devious. She says they're playing pranks to get attention. She, But she doesn't know who's taking things. She doesn't think it's the kids taking things. She doesn't see the kids taking things. So she can't say it's them. And then she sees a, a man and she said he's a thin man, but he's not the big guy, the, the guy that first came to her when she opened herself up. And she said, oh, you're here to talk to me, are you? Um, and she said maybe he was the owner. She said bad things happened around him. And then she said she sees a female involved and she said her head was messed up yeah. mentally, like maybe she had depression. Mm, okay. And she said she would go outside in the garden and just cry. Mm. And so, yeah. Um, she said there's a lot of energy here, but it's it's energy um, isn't being revealed. And she said that's frustrating her. And then she they cut to a clip of her off, you know, sitting, talking to us and saying sometimes when an entity knows she's in the vicinity, it tries to obstruct her senses. It tries to prevent her from being affected or being contacted by the dead. It doesn't want her to know what happened there. Huh. And then she she feels a male a figure, a dark figure. And she said, he doesn't want anyone to know about him. So he hides, he was seen by people. And she said, that was bad, bad, bad that he was seen. He didn't want to be seen. Hmm. So then she goes, you know, outside and, you know, how did the dead interact? She said noises. There are a lot of noises and the noises are all from the kids. So she said stomps. Um, They knock things over going on the stairs, the floors, any noises like that, she said. And she also thinks that they're the ones who make things move. 
And then she sees another man who is pale, wearing a nice suit. She said he's a little threatened. And she said he was a tyrant and, and very controlling in life. And she uses the word tyrant or tyrannical over and over again. And then she she said she could hear screaming outside. She said it's taking place outside. Um, she sees somebody drinking. She sees a lot of people scattering. And then she said she sees someone with a neck wound and she takes her hand and like all over here, she said, and just describes her whole neck. And then she said, there's a woman coming forward who worked at the house. And she said she took care of everybody. She ran the house and she said she wants Amy to follow her. So Amy starts following her into another room. Oh, weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know why I do that. She said there's lots of drama between a man and a woman, between the thin man and a woman. And she said the woman wanted to get out of the situation she was in. She said she didn't want to have sex with him. She hated him and she was repulsed by him. And the thought of doing anything with him was just repulsive to this woman. Oh, my God. Heavy. This is a heavy one. Yeah. So then we go to the reveal. um, Well, after the sketches. And she's very... This isn't as staged as it is in the later ones where it's like, Amy, is this what you saw? Yes, Yes, this is what I saw. So in this one, it's very, you know, you can see her giving him instructions like, oh, his Mm -hmm. eye was more rounded here. Or, you know, so it's. She does that again in the later ones too. Oh, does she? Mm -hmm. Good. So she said the first thing that she ran into were the kids. She said, there's two kids, a boy and a girl. She said they like to make noise, especially on the stairwell. It's like playing for them. And then Cynthia tells the story of her son um, saying nobody would play hide and seek with him. And then they, they heard um, the giggling children. And she said there was the, yeah, super children are just children. Ghosts are just the worst. Yeah. They are, they are very creepy. Or like you said before, because sometimes they're not children. They're just other mm-hmm. things that are projecting themselves as children so that we feel yeah. a little bit safer around them. Other bad things that are projecting themselves because people tend to trust children and all oh, the kids can't do anything. Yep. They're just kids. They're not kids. So he said the thin man has issues with women. He likes to control them. He likes to intimidate them. And he couldn't intimidate Amy. And so <laughs> he was kind of pissed about that because she was like, not having, not having it. Not taking his shit. <laughs> Good for you, Amy. You don't take that shit from those ghost men. <laughs> she and Cynthia says the women in the house, women in the house are a lot more affected than than the man. And that's when she talked about her studio. And then Steve clarified the legend of the racist sheriff. And he said, you know, legends with legends, there's always a little bit of truth in them. Mm -hmm. And so then that's when he talked about, you know, Joseph Benjamin Jenkins and John, John Willie Clark and and all of that information. Mm -hmm. So then Amy talked about the sad woman that she came in contact with. And she said there was a relationship between the thin man and her. Mm -hmm. She said she felt enslaved by him. Mm -hmm. That was a quote that Amy said. And she said she didn't want to be intimate with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's when um, Cynthia tells Amy about being touched in her sleep. And she said, you know, is that him? And Amy said, no, that's the entity that can steal things and that moves things and steals things. She said, "That's, uh, that's him. And, and he can interact with her. And she said, that's a little dangerous that he has that much power to be able to, yeah. to touch things. Here's the cool part. So do you remember when Ben said he had a dream where he sat with a guy yeah. and had yep. coffee? Yep. So this guy is the other entity who's a sweetheart. His name is Big J. Oh. Um, and he's a caretaker and he doesn't like the klepto. He doesn't like the thin man. He is a good guy. He's there to protect them. He's there to just watch over them. Uh-huh. And so that Ben talks about the dream he had. And so Amy shows the picture and that's one of the other yep. the, the sketches that I, I showed you. Yep. And Ben tapped it and he said, um, that's him. He said, I'll never forget those eyes. Oh. That's the man that I had coffee with. Yeah. That's the guy I had coffee with. Yes. And it's just, and, and, you know, you can see Ben and Cynthia are so relieved to know that they're not crazy to know that. Well, and that Amy somebody's is, looking over, looking mm-hmm, out for them. Mm-hmm. And so then Steve is like, is this worth buying? Like, should they cut their losses and leave? And Amy said, you know what? You can deal with these entities. She said uh, she recommended a basic cleansing with sage and salt to deal with the sad woman. She said, once you do that, her energy will move on. The children 
with all of the cleansing, with all of um, the sage and everything, she said they will decide to leave just on their own. She said the thin man, Amy, believes he'll leave when he realizes that he doesn't have any power, Mm. that he doesn't have anybody to manipulate, to control. And then Cynthia said, you know, so with this person, this entity that's stealing things in my studio, that's making me uncomfortable, can I just ask him to leave? And Amy said, nope, that's when you're going to want to take Big J with you into the studio. Oh. And she said, you're going to want to ask, you know, say, hey, Big J, I'm going into the studio. Please come with me and protect me. Oh, I know. I so, love that visual. I know. I know. Just this. And it was like this. I picture him with red hair. I did, too. Yes. I pictured him with red hair, this big and bib overalls. And he just yeah. looks like a sweet, like a yeah. sweet teddy bear. Yeah. You know? Um, and do so, we know who Big J was in real nope. life? He didn't come up in Steve's. Nope, he didn't stuff. come up in Steve's. Interesting. Stuff. He didn't, you know. Um, and then uh, since the investigation, uh, the Ivy family has reported no further activity. Oh, so it worked. Wow. Yeah. But I just well, thought it was good. such a heartwarming story with the Big yeah. J and that ghost who's there to 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 watch out for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. I yeah, like that. I like the ending of that. It was a brutal, brutal history. Yeah, Yikes. like the South God. in the '30s, not a yep. great place to be. Yep. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff and I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want, no credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So mine is called Surrounded. It is season one, episode 16, as we said, um, number 17 on Hulu, 16 on Discovery. This takes place in Cedar Park, Texas. Texas. The woman, Annie, uh, she says she feels trapped in her home by things that are outside her house. So this one is more about what's outside Mm -hmm. than what's inside her home. But Mm -hmm. there's something there, too. The property is in the middle of nowhere, and it's basically surrounded by woods. So 
it's uh, to a great start, Annie. Yeah, I can imagine that you would feel very small and whatever, Alone, isolated, vulnerable, vulnerable. Yep. All of that woods around there. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm assuming neighbors are few and far between. Yes, there's no neighbors anywhere. Um, Steve, you know, rolled up and he's like, "You are in the middle of nowhere." So yeah, I don't think there are neighbors at all. <laughs> and the house is. Let's just say it's not the Taj Mahal. (laughs) So she believes that it is affecting her health. And Steve asks her if she owns or rents. And she says she rents. Mm -hmm. And Steve says, so leaving shouldn't be difficult at all. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, it shouldn't be. Uh, I should want to run from this property. But she says she feels like it will be the end of the world if she leaves. (gasps) Oh. Yeah. So you, you have a connection to this property. An emotional connection like a woman to a bad man. Girl. Mm -hmm. Like been there. Been there, done that, have the (laughs) t-shirt. So then Amy says when she approaches the area that there's already dead people speaking to her. Mm -hmm. And she's in the property and the woods near the house. And she's looking up in the trees. And see something up there. I don't like that. Yeah. It, it it gets worse. So then she goes. Why do they also? I'm sorry, no. I keep interrupting. Why do they always do these walks at night? I know. It, like, let's do it at noon. I feel like the ghosts would still be active at I noon. I would think they would. I don't. I suppose. I often wonder why they do all this theatrical stuff in the value. dark and you know, even like in the house, they don't mm-hmm. flip on a light. You know, yeah. when Amy and Matt are going through there. But yeah, I guess what, it's to add to the charm yeah i don't know yeah yeah so then she goes in the house and she's sitting on the living room floor which i thought was kind of Mm -hmm. odd she was just like sitting there on the floor and she said there's a strong dislike of the people that live in the house the ghosts do not like the people who live here the living people is annie there alone no or does she have she has there's another guy that lives there we haven't met him yet but he oh he is a trucker and okay. so he's he only comes Gone. there when he's not on mm-hmm. the road and it's about every mm-hmm. six months so okay. he's not there very often sure so amy says the entities outside do not like the people inside they don't come mm-hmm. into the house because they hate the people so much but wow. she says they make it known in other ways and matt asks Super. how and she says they knock at the doors they're knocking at the door they're shaking the trees. They're hooting and hollering. <laughs> so then Steve is with Annie and they're outside. It's daytime. <laughs> and he says, what do you see out here? And she says, Indians. And she, of course, means Native American. Yeah. I yelled, do you mean yeah. Native American? Good um, for Yeah. So we don't say Indians. So already because she called them Indians, I'm, I started to form a prejudice about her. I just kind of thought she was sort of a, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. We'll find out I was very wrong, which is part of why I like this episode. Okay. Oh, it's got a, um, it's got a Shyamalan twist. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. So she sees. Prepare yourselves. She sees two to four shadow people and she watches them moving around in the trees. They are deep black smoke, but contained in the shape of a man. And. Hate it. Once in the middle of the night, she got up, grabbed her dog, and they went outside and she saw these figures in hoods and robes and they came across the yard and walked right into a stone wall that's in the yard and disappeared. Amy. I know. Stop Can it. You imagine. I'd rather not, but <laughs> now I am. Living there? Why is she going out in the middle I of the know. night? And I don't even remember why she got up and went out, but I know it was the middle of the night. You know, she brought her dog with her. She must have heard something. I'm guessing. But still, okay. I, if I heard something outside, I don't think I'd go and investigate. I wouldn't be like, you know what I'm going to do? I think I'd be like, I'm going to go outside. Locking everything. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, what I'm going to do is grab a knife. Yeah. Lock myself in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I'm not the, uh, let's go see what that was. I'm not that no. person. I'm the, let's hide under the covers and hope yeah. it goes away. Yeah. That's exactly. me. Yep. Me too. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So Amy is outside once again, and she sees people making a big bonfire and they're drinking. And she said, there's a reason they're all together. And Matt's asking her what they look like. She says, they're all white. Nope. Their clothes are white. Their hair is white. Their skin is white. Their eyes are completely white. (gasps) And then she says, that's not good. I don't want it. (laughs) So Annie's explaining her health issues to Steve. She Mm -hmm. has a degenerative disc disease in her back. Jesus. And her pain spikes with the activity. And she feels that something is draining the life out of her. Mm. Then we go back to Amy, who says that the activity is causing emotional distress and making people physically sick. So now Annie is in the dining room with Steve, and she's describing a man that she often sees in the corner. He's medium height, a rotund guy with a ruddy complexion, and she feels he's watching her. Then we cut to Amy in the dining room. She feels a thing standing there and points to the same corner that Annie's talking about. She looked for a second like she was being jumped, but she never said she was. So maybe she wasn't, but she kind of like something changed in Mm -hmm. her expression. And she starts to get a bit nervous. And then she says, Oh, boy. I think it's a shadow person. (gasps) Amy, stop it. I don't want it. I don't want it. (laughs) So she sees a living woman screaming at him. And she sees the person through the, the ghost. She sees through the living person's perspective. And we can only assume this is Annie. Mm-hmm. She says that uh, she took a closer look and realized it was not a shadow person. It was just a dead man. Just. Just a dead man. You know, run of the mill. Yeah. Just your average. Actually, he was. Well, spoiler alert. He was just an average guy. So now Steve is talking to Joel. Uh, and then as I explained, he's a trucker. He's only there mm-hmm. about every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he said he was a trucker, I yelled at the TV. So he's a serial killer mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. So I have to apologize to Joel for thinking that because he's actually a really sweet guy. Sorry, Joel. We love you. Sorry, Joel. Hashtag truckers um, for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Joel is very worried about her. And when Steve asked, I thought this was funny. When Steve asked what he thought. When Annie told him about all the stuff that was going on, he said he thought it was hocus pocus. <laughs> this does. That, that's something different. That's yeah. witches, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who suck um, the lives out of children. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know, I just saw that movie for the first time last year. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Did you love it or did you I did. love it? Because I, did. I thought I... it was really good. Oh my God. I can't yeah. believe that. I, I can't believe I missed it. I can't when believe it came you... out originally. I can't, but. Oh my God. Good. Okay. I liked it. Well, that's a discussion. That's a whole nother discussion for a whole yeah. nother time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he says he feels an electrical charge when he walks into the, a certain, the bedroom that he sleeps in. It's electrifying. <laughs> he says he's been touched while he was in bed. He had something stroke his face and then they cut to the bed and there's a big teddy bear sitting on the bed, which I thought was really cute. Can I would be out the damn door. I I know I'd I'd be like the Amityville horror people. I close on my back and we're done. Yep. Done. Mm. So then Steve asked him how he feels about the outside. And he says, oh, he doesn't go outside after sunset. And Steve goes, big guy like you. The guy is taller than Steve. And he says, there's something out there. I feel like I'm being watched. But the inside, the stuff he sees inside and in his bedroom was never addressed again. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if if it's the dead guy that's in the house that's Mm -hmm. touching him, but that would seem weird. Mm -hmm. They just, they don't talk about it either. Either it was Mm. covered and they cut it out or... It just never came up again. Yeah. So I still don't know who's who's 
messing with Joel in the house. Poor Joel. I know. So Joel tells Steve that he's been grabbed in the driveway. (gasps) Somebody grabbed him and yelled, hey. (gasps) Yeah. He sees things in the trees. (laughs) He sees things in the trees looking down at him. (gasps) And Steve asked Joel to describe them. And he says, they're they're two-dimensional. Not three-dimensional. They're two-dimensional, like a cutout Mm -hmm. of a human. Mm -hmm. Like a cardboard Mm -hmm. cutout. Only the front and the back side. They have no facial features. And he says, but if you get close enough, you can see a mist. I'm like, why would why you get close enough? Are we getting, why are we going towards them? I we don't go. think we're getting close. We should not be we getting should close be getting to getting them. Farther. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So he's worried they're going to come in the house. Yeah. No um, shit. We know that. We know now that they're not going to, but because Amy said mm-hmm. they, they won't them. come in. They hate them. Does she ever say why they hate them? Does she get into yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, does. we get okay. to that. Okay. Sorry. I'm jumping the gun. No, it's okay. So uh, we cut to Amy who says there's people in the trees. The ones she saw before. Matt asked her what the people in the trees look like. And she says, it's as if you drew them on a white piece of paper and then cut them out. They mm-hmm. jump from tree to tree to tree, hollering and hollering. So the way she described them is just like how Joel described yeah, them. Two, two yeah. D, you know? So do we think though, are they ghosts? Are they? Yes. They're oh, dead. People. They're dead people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, she doesn't know yet who they are. She's about to figure that out. She's um, so but smart. they make the trees shake and hit the house. They bang on the walls. They knock on the door and they make weird noises. And they do all this because they are disgusted by the people who live there. Oh my God. And at one point she sees them having a celebration, but it's not a good one. She says, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. So now Steve's investigating in the town. He looks into the property history and finds that the last couple who lived there, the husband died in 2001. Mm -hmm. So Steve goes and speaks to the widow. Mm -hmm. She says, it's just, it's really sad. Her husband died on their anniversary. Steve asks her if she has any experiences in the home. And she says only the only thing she ever saw was on the night that he died, he came to her hovering over her in bed and she thought he was just making sure she was okay. And she never saw him again after that. Stop it. I know. That's sad. So wait, that part even gets sadder. But okay. So (laughs) sorry. So Amy, we're going back to Amy and she's talking about the dead guy, the one she saw in the dining room, which is rotund. This guy. Mm-hmm. She said he's wandering around. He keep she keeps encountering him. He has a very strong attachment to this place. And he seems to be looking for something or someone. He's looking for her. And he doesn't know she left. Life. Yeah. So that's sad. My God. I know. So Steve finds the original owner of the property. His name is S. C. Inman. And he talks to one of his descendants. Uh, one of his descendants, his wife, Kathy, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy has a photo of him and he would take in orphan boys and would give them room and board in exchange for work on the farm. Okay. Uh, there was a bunch of people who lived in this house. She shows them a picture of the house, but it's not the house that they mm-hmm. live in now. Mm-hmm. It's an older house that was there in like the 1860s or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were so many people that he took in. He couldn't keep them all in the, in the house. So a lot of them slept on mm-hmm. the land outside. Mm-hmm. Um, this man, he was also started the church nearby. He was a deacon mm-hmm. in the church nearby and he died on the property. Okay. Now we got back to Amy and she sees all these people sleeping on the ground. Mm-hmm. She said, sometimes they're sick. And she says, well, a long, long time ago, like 1860s, 1870s. And she says there's a church, but it's a barn mm-hmm. and there are sermons sometimes. She sees a skinny guy digging a grave and she said he's not a pleasant person. That escalated. He killed someone and buried them in the shallow grave. Wow. Then Steve meets with historian Mike Cox and Steve says they're the 
people who he tells the guy the people who live there see people in robes and hoods what, what do you make of that be? and the guy goes well there was a lot of clan activity right in this area and they were very violent and the guy says they do anything short of murder and sometimes murder <laughs> and i'm like so so anything yeah yeah um they burned down houses and churches okay by saying uh, the clan and they were very violent, that's sort of redundant. Like yeah. there's really no clans who are like, you know what? I'm just going to be a very passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know anything man. about a peaceful clan. I've never heard about that. Not that I'm very well versed in clans, but. Yeah. Like we just know they're evil. <sighs> yeah. So I don't then, like it. Uh, <laughs> that's my phrase. Because I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. So Amy then sees um, what the paper people in the trees looked like when they were alive mm-hmm. okay guess what they were in robes jesus christ and they burned down the house the original house are either one of the people in the house of non-white no they're both white they're both white so yeah. they hate them so she says they had what she called uncomfortable gatherings and they want to burn this house down because again they don't like the people mm-hmm. so she has a sketch done um, and she's, she only has the one and it's of the, the man digging the grave. That's the one that she's worried about the most. I don't know if there was a second sketch and they just didn't show it. Cause there were, you know, I thought maybe she would have sketched the guy yeah. in, the, in the dining one room. One of them. But either she didn't or they cut it. I don't know. So here we are at the reveal. They are sitting outside on a picnic table. Oh, festive. That's fun. And Amy talked a lot about seeing scattered bones, animal and human, all over the place. And she kept hearing the word cemetery, cemetery, over and over. Steve confirms that the Native Americans inhabited the property. They lived there and buried their dead there. Mm -hmm. And Annie explains how she's been seeing the Native Americans for years. Mm -hmm. Amy described seeing the man in the house, in the dining room, and seeing it through Annie's eyes. And that she is extremely angry, angry, yelling at him, screaming and yelling at him at what appeared to be a shadow person, but it's not, it's just mm-hmm. a dead man. And she explained, she describes him as stocky mm-hmm. and chubby, mm-hmm. chubby face. Mm-hmm. And Annie says, that's my guy. Steve explains about the man who died in the house on their anniversary and that the wife saw him floating above her, not in his sixth state, but as he was. And Steve shows the picture and Annie and Joel both say, yep, that's him. And they've both seen him, mm-hmm. even though Joel didn't mention that, but he, mm-hmm. he's like, yep, that's him. Mm-hmm. And, but they're more sad for him than anything. It's right. not, you know, and Amy says he is unaware that he is scaring people and he poses no harm. Mm-hmm. Then Amy mentions the church that she saw. And Steve talks about the orphan boys that this Inman guy would take in mm-hmm. and how they would sleep on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Amy says, wow, no wonder there are so many of them. He pulls out the photo of Inman and Joel does <laughs> Joel does one of those Awooga! eyes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Steve notes the reaction and says, <laughs> asks what's up. And he goes, I've seen that guy before. I, I, and he's, he just, Joel is just losing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, he says, it's the guy that grabbed him in the, in the driveway and yelled, Hey, at him. Who is this guy again? He is the guy that started that, the church, uh, started the okay. church, had all the and boys and, he, and took them uh, in. had all the kids yep. there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I am sending you the sketch right now. The sketch is very surely Inman. And he says, I've seen that guy before. That's the guy that grabbed me in the, in the driveway. And it looks just like him. The nose, especially. That is identical. Isn't that crazy? The nose, the eyes, even the, nose, the hair. Exactly. Yeah. Even the hair. Yeah, the, the top part of the hair. Yeah. The facial hair is a little different, but yeah. The, yeah, but. It looks just like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So then Amy starts talking about the people in the trees. And as soon as she said that, Steve and Joel just look at each other with like amazement. They're like, Oh my God, that's it. She explains how they jump around in the trees and she describes how she saw them, you know, the white mm-hmm. pe- people on white paper cut out. And I'm going to pop in the, the vo- voice of Joel because 
as she's explaining that, they show Joel and he's shaking his head and he's smiling and he goes, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And Amy thinks he's referring to the fact that there are paper people in the trees. <laughs> crazy. I know it's really bizarre. I know it's strange. And they were no. like, oh, okay. This is nuts. You just described exactly, <laughs> exactly what I've been... Really? Exactly. I mean, you couldn't get more to a T what I see. <laughs> you just confirmed I'm not crazy. Literally, I see exactly what and you just like, described. Wow. Yeah, she's so gifted. So I love that he was like validated. Yeah. You know? Yes. That, I think a lot that, of them are. I mean, half the time, you know, these people, I'm sure they tell their friends, their family, yeah. like, oh my God, my house is haunted. And they're like, you're sure, Jan? Well, you're yeah. boozing. Yeah. So to have somebody <laughs> come in who has these gifts, who can mm-hmm. see them, I'm sure is just so reassuring. Yes. Yes. I know. So Amy and Joel talk about how hard it was to explain, mm-hmm. to describe these things. And they're both like, yeah, I know. I know. I felt like they were bonding over. That's I know. Cute. Right. I- you know, <laughs> <laughs> so then Amy described how she saw them when they were real people all in white at a bonfire. That quote wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Steve explains how in the 1920s, the clan were very active here. She, she had seen them burning down a house and she says they want to burn down this house. And she says, reason being they're disgusted by you. So here's where Annie says. Could the fact that I did a lot of civil rights work in the 60s have anything? Yeah, they probably are really repulsed by that. Oh my God. I know. See here, I'm thinking they were like, they're hippies. Yeah. Or she is anyway. Yep. You know, she just didn't look like somebody to me that would Mm -hmm. have done civil rights work in the 60s. So, yeah, that's why they hate her. Because she's an anti-racist. Even in death, they're so full of hate. Right. I know. For That's got to be exhausting. Yeah. You're so full of hate that it just consumes you even after you're gone. Yeah. When you're supposed to be at ease and at peace. Yeah. Can you, I can't imagine being that full of hate. Uh, I, no, it's got to no, be just mentally be. and physically draining. Yeah. Even when you're alive, it's just got to yeah. be. I can't. That's so yeah. sad. Yeah. So they talk about, you know, the house possibly burning down. And Amy says they'll make it look like an accident oh, with like shorting wires and stuff. And Steve Let's Amy know that they have seen light bulbs burst on their own. And so she says, Amy says, they're just as dangerous now as they were in life. And then they play the, should I stay or should I go now? Mm-hmm. And Amy says, I would probably move. Wow. She said, the reason is there's so much here and you have the KKK and so many people that may, they may be able to accomplish their mission, mm-hmm. which frightens me for you. Mm-hmm. Steve asks if they're going to move. Annie says, yes. Joel says, will her health get better if she leaves? And Amy says, yes. So the update, since the investigation, this is a quote. Since the investigation, Annie has begun packing up her possessions and is looking for a new home. The sightings of the paper people have increased. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they haven't met yet. Or they haven't left yet. They probably have now. Ten years, years later, ten years, yeah. Are Joel and Amy like married? No, no, they're just roommates. No, they, he describes her as like a stepmother. Stepmother. Oh, to okay, him. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they're just friends. Oh my, she's she's a bit older than him. I would assume. If she I would say civil she's rights in the sixties. Yeah, she's probably in her sixties, fifties, late fifties, and he's probably. 30s. Oh my God. Yeah. So that one had a lot of things. We had the poor sweet ghost. Like you had sweet ghost, Uh but yours wasn't sad. Yours was good. That was so scary. So when you go to sleep tonight, think about Big J. Yes. And not 
the paper people. Well, yeah, they would hate me. I lived in the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, they'd hate me. I dated a Middle Eastern man. Yeah. They would not like that. That's just, <sighs> oh, the, and when you said it increased, my stomach dropped. Like yeah. I got legit scared. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Activity Continues. We hope you will join us next time when we cover a couple more episodes and hit us up with which ones you would like us to talk about if you have any preferences. And join us next time when when the activity activity continues. perfectly fine i did a little improv it all circles back the activity continues is produced by me amy at collected sounds media and it is part of the independent collected sounds podcast network thanks for listening nailed it